Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us now is a Hall of Famer, an absolute legend, one of our favorites to talk to, the great Eric Nadell. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing great. Hey, I didn't know you guys were going to have Billy Bob Thornton on, or I would have crashed that party. Sling Blade's my favorite movie of all time. Oh, I would love to talk right? to Billy Bob and, and tell him it makes me nervous when I drink it. Yeah, I was going to ask if you have a Carl. That's right. By the way, this is brought to you by Globe Life and Low T Center. Do you know your numbers? It's it, What was it? Carl Spackler? Was, no, not Spackler. No, That's uh, Caddyshack. I don't Carl. remember Carl's last name. Mm-hmm. Potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon uh, I do. I'll, Man. I'll have me some of the big ones. Man, <laughs> Dwight Yoakam was great in that, too. He was a really yeah. good douchebag in that yeah. movie. Yeah. That's a great flick, man. Love me some yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Anybody who hasn't seen it, you need, you need to see that movie. One of the underrated movies of all time. And that took him from being just kind of like a regular Hollywood, like, C-list kind of uh, character actor to launching him. Because that was when the whole indie thing exploded, and he was right in the middle of all of that. Yeah, and I think he might have won the Academy Award for the actual screenplay of that thing. I think um, you're right. That was uh, just an incredible performance all the way around, both in creation and in actually acting. So are you getting uh, anxious as we head to the uh, July 31st trade deadline to see how this you know is going to play I out? I actually am, and uh, I, I have sworn off reading trade rumors uh, for years because 90% of them are wrong. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I do keep checking my trade rumors app about every hour to see if there's actually been a trade. Oh, and yes. I'm amazed that, you know... Nothing's happened. Well, Derek Holland got traded today, I guess. But, uh, yeah, right. you know, he'd already been designated. You knew he wasn't sticking with the Giants. Uh, it's been uh, very surprising to me that nothing has happened as yet. You know, we're now, you know, what, five days away. I really thought things would start shaking earlier, and it hadn't happened yet. It will, though. Yeah. Do you get the sense that it's going to be an incredibly active trade deadline for the Rangers beyond just them wanting it to be? But do you think that uh, – this is going to be uh, some pretty substantial moves being made. Uh, I think there'll be there'll be numbers involved. You know, I don't know how substantial. Obviously, if Mike Miner gets traded, it'll be substantial. Uh, it, I guess it depends how you define it. Uh, let me ask you: If Hunter Pence gets traded, is that substantial? Yes. Well, I, do, I guess to me it is, especially if the return is anything decent. Just because I, the way I look at it, Eric, is buy low, sell high. And that's the way to that's the way to win the game. And you're not every deal you make is going to be great. And not everyone's going to net something spectacular. But if more of yours do than don't, then you got a chance to really pack the cupboard with goodies and and prospects and whatnot. And so you know, Hunter Pence was nobody was out there checking for Hunter Pence. We didn't even know if he was going to make the team as just a right-handed bat off the bench. And you know, when Mike Miner got here. Three years, $28 million. nobody looked at him as a starter. Everybody else wanted him as a reliever for the most part. He hadn't started a game in three years. If you turn that into something, or, or even Lance Lynn, nobody was sitting there going, wow, Lance Lynn will be a Cy Young candidate. So, you know, I, any of these guys, Danny Santana, 
No. Yeah. No. All right. So that's uh, where we hit the uh, nerve. Two more years of control of Danny Santana, a guy who could be your starting first baseman, second baseman, left fielder, <laughs> center fielder, left fielder, or shortstop, and hopefully they can teach him to play third base because that's where they really need him right now. Uh, no. Yeah, I hear you on that. I like him. Uh, I like him very much myself, but. Strictly in the sense of buy low, sell high. That's These are the tough conversations because now you have to say, all right, is Danny Santana peaking and is now the best time to trade him? Or is this sustainable? Has he had a revelation? Is this who he is now? Because I read today he's hit more homers this year than he has the rest of his entire career combined. Well, since his first year, um, he he did hit a bunch of home runs his first year. Okay, was okay. never really able to so, to duplicate that in five. But yeah, years. maybe I guess the, I guess the totals maybe do finally uh, get past that. But I think that you know if they taught Danny Santana a way to not chase, which is what Chris Woodward says. That's how he explains it. You know, he explains it as Danny Santana could always hit the ball in the strike zone. The problem is he was always swinging at pitches not in the strike zone. Hmm. Um, if they've actually taught him to have better pitch recognition or to be able to wait longer, uh, then it's something that should sustain itself, you know, for the rest of his career. Uh, he has incredible physical talent. You know, they, they told us that uh, in spring training. And, and when I checked with the Minnesota people about his time there, they said the same thing. You know, he has everything. He, he's not a big guy, but he has tremendous power. He has speed. He's got a really strong throwing arm. Uh, There's no reason that this guy shouldn't be a star. You know, when you talk about him or you talk about Hunter Pence, well, Hunter's a -a rent-a-player. Clearly, he has a lot of impact in the Ranger clubhouse. But if the Rangers are going to be out of it over the next two months, then the value of Hunter Pence in the Ranger clubhouse isn't nearly as strong to me as it was the first month or two of the season. Plus, you've got a really good chance of re-signing Hunter Pence. You know, even if he goes to some other team now. And I know people say that all the time, and the guys generally don't. But it happened last year with Jesse Chavez. It was the same sort of thing. One of the reasons the Rangers signed Jesse Chavez last year was to be that veteran influence in the bullpen, in addition to what he did between the lines. They were without it for the last two months of the season. Did that impact them in a negative manner? I don't think so. And now Jesse Chavez... uh, Resigns with the Rangers pretty much as soon as the season ended. And I think the same thing could conceivably happen with Hunter Pence. But it all depends on what you're offered. You know, I say, yeah, uh, anybody who you're not going to control beyond next year, uh, you have to strongly consider trading uh, depending on what people offer you. So you said beyond next year, which would be an indication to me that you're not as big on trading Lynn. Correct, because there's two more years of control. And again, you get back to the analytics and spin rates and things like that, and that's stuff that I just don't understand well enough for them to try and analyze, is this the real Lance Lynn, or is he going to revert to what his career average is? Uh, and if he does revert to what his career average is, which isn't exactly bad, you know, then do you want to trade him even with two more years of control? And again, it gets back to, you know, what are the offers? Or do you think that something has happened with Lance Lynn in the way that you have convinced him to change his pitch repertoire, you know, and the way he sequences pitches, where you feel that this is the Lance Lynn that you're always going to have? Uh, I don't know. But I think they, you know, they need to entertain all of the offers and, you know, see if they're offered enough 
uh, for either of those guys, uh, Minor or Lynn. He, again, I keep going back to what the Pirates gave up last year to get Chris Archer, a pitcher mm-hmm. who's not nearly as good as either Lance Lynn or Mike Minor, even though his stuff may be better than both. Uh, and Tampa Bay wound up with a pitcher already better than Archer in Tyler Glass now, <laughs> who was leading the league in ERA when he got hurt, plus an all-star outfielder in Austin Meadows. You know, And Let's talking go. to the scouts who've been following the Rangers for the last week, and uh, there are several of them, they think the Rangers will get a similar offer for Mike Miner. If the Rangers get a similar offer for Mike Miner, I think they have to take it. Yeah, me too, me too. Uh, all right, and if they got a similar offer for Lance Lynn, they'd have to consider it. I agree. I'd trade them both. I mean, it's really buy low, sell high, restock the cupboard because it's not as if it has to be linear. Like, okay, your roster is whatever you get the net of those trades. No, you could then stockpile different packages of prospects to go get other players that you want, controllable starters out there, what have you. I just think it gives you way more options. And if you think, because if you think that this, the, these guys that are trade targets, if if this is as good as they're going to get, cash in now. If you think it's sustainable, keep them around and have them at a great value, right? Yeah, and you know what? The name I always bring up this time of year, too, is Cal Hendricks, who was literally a throw-in in one of those deals the Rangers made with the Cubs. You know, was in no way a name that anyone paid any attention to uh, when those trades were made. And then, you know, he winds up being a, a guy who would be a number one starter for a lot of teams, although with the Cubs he's not. And, you know, that's the kind of guy who you sometimes get in these trades. Uh, not usually, but, again, the, if you go for numbers, you're going to wind up with a Kyle Hendricks once in a while. Talking to Eric Nadell here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Where do you fall on what I like to call the Ruggie spectrum? Like, in other words, if it's, it's a fun tradition to listen to uh, our good buddy Jared Sandler go to war with callers over Ruggie. And uh, Ruggie's back in one of those Ruggie places where he's hitting again. And you go, well, all right, this is great. So what are the numbers going to look like at the end of the year? But he is consistently inconsistent. Uh, and that's for, it. For, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, so how do you feel about him? Well, you know, you're married to him. You know, you're not going to dump that contract. Uh, you just, you know, he's become a very good defensive player, fortunately. He doesn't seem to ever let his offensive struggles affect him in the field. And I think, you know, he is what he is. And, you know, maybe he'll sustain this for the last two months of the season. It's unlikely, but, you know, he has had really strong halves of seasons. And I think he's your guy, though. And you move forward with him. And, you know, even if he bats 200, he's probably going to hit close to 30 home runs. And that's, you know, that's what you've got. He's going to drive you crazy the way he does it, you know, with three or four games where – he looks like the second coming of Ryan Sandberg, and then you know two weeks where he looks like he's blind up there. Uh, but again, I, I think that's what he is. But uh, I think he's your guy. I don't see any reason to to give up on Ruggie. He is not uh, a below average player overall when you consider the entire package. And how about uh, I'll ask you the same question about Nomar Mazzara, just taking your temperature and see where you see where you are with him right now. Well, I'm kind of where everybody else is disappointed. You know, he's an average at best offensive performer for an outfielder. He's a below average defensive performer. He's a below average base runner. Um, But he's a guy who's still young and, you know, he could figure it out at some point and become the player who everybody thinks he's going to be. I don't know that a lot of people have decided he's never going to be any better than he is now. Uh, just because he hasn't really gotten any better. He's been the same player all four years he's been in the major leagues. 
but similarly uh, to the other question, you know, when you're talking about, you know, stocking up uh, with numbers, particularly on the pitching staff, and you have an excess of outfielders and you need a place for Willie Calhoun to play, then I think you seriously entertain the prospect of trading Nomar because of who he is right now, which is uh, just an average guy. If he happens to blossom with another team, well, you know, God bless him. Hopefully you've gotten a good enough return in the deal where, you know, it's good for both sides. Eric, thank you so much for the time. Have a good call tonight. We'll talk to you next week, man. Thanks. Uh, All this will be done by next Friday. That's right. We'll be talking about the aftershock of it. All right. Take care, brother. (laughs) Okay. See you. There he goes, Eric Nadell, every uh, Friday at 520. Don't say aftershock, man. He's in Oakland. We're in Oh, Oxnard. yeah, that's why he laughed probably. He's like, yeah, thanks a lot. Don't say aftershock because <laughs> hey, we're just kind of yeah, hanging out right. in the San Andreas we're, we're, I was going to say we're on the same fall, Tommy. We're on the same <laughs> that's fall. That's true. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.